So did we ever choose a topic? Well, I sent one when I was very drunk. <laughs> nice. It worked, though. Wow. No, no, no. Yeah, it's another one. Yeah, girls them summer song. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the baddest show on the planet. None other than Idea Lemon's Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. This is the conversation show where we sit down with entrepreneurs, musicians, and creative folks and get the pressing questions that are always in our head but rarely get voiced, and we put the cards on the table and talk about them. In this episode, we sat down with Landis Wiedner. She's an entrepreneur, co-founder of Nindis Social Media, a great social media marketing agency in Chicago. She's also a stand-up comedian, and she also gained a lot of fame by another name. She used to go by an online pen name of Chloe Klein, where she would blog and document the trials and tribulations and the ups and downs and adventures of dating in the modern world. In this conversation, we talked with Landis about this crazy thing that's come up for all of us because we work so hard, and it's how do you balance relationships with your hustle, with the chase, with the dream? That's a tough thing that we've had to go through, so we talked about all of that in this conversation. Before we dive in, I want to remind you guys, if you aren't already, go to idealemon.com and subscribe to our email newsletter. This is the place where you learn how to tell your story better, build a brand around what you do, get noticed, and make an impact. If you want to do all these things and do what you do better, then subscribing to the Idea Lemon newsletter at idealemon.com is the place to be. All right, let's dive right in now with our conversation with Landis Wiedner, where we talk how do you balance relationships with the hustle. Let's listen in. So I've always wondered, you know, as an entrepreneur, if if I could find like a romantic relationship that would, or find a guy, I should say, that would be understanding of my schedule because, and also be okay with the fact that I love my work and that's going to come first for a long time. Um, and I know that also breaks like some societal norms too, you know, because usually it's, I mean, typically it's the man, you know, who is like dedicated to his job and the woman has to accept the sacrifices that that comes with. You mean your role isn't in the kitchen? <laughs> oh my God, if only you saw me in the kitchen, you'd know the answer is a hard no. Well, you didn't make that rap? <laughs> um, no, that was a chef called Hole Foodse. <laughs> um, thank you for laughing at that terrible joke. So, um, it took me a second. But yeah, I it's so bad. Um, so, yeah, so, and I had just kind of, I had started dating someone just a little bit, and this was already becoming a problem within like the first few weeks of us dating. It was like, I kept having to say no to things. Like, no, I can't hang out with you Tuesday because I'm doing this, and no, I can't hang out with you Wednesday. Or Thursday, or what does next week look like, or what does the next ten days look like? Um, and saying no is is yeah, I feel bad doing that, and then I also know that you know makes him feel bad too because he's like, oh, I keep getting you know like not rejected, but essentially like when can you pencil me in? Right, kind of yeah, and I feel like an asshole, you know. Um, and then it's like, you know, that same old, like, it's like a cliche thing. Well, work is really important right now, you know, and, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's really true. And it's something that's very, you know, it, 
it's something I've worked really hard on hard on and at and it means something to me to continue developing myself more than it means to develop a relationship and in, initially anyway mm-hmm. you know and that I think takes a very self-secure person to understand and it's not that I don't think they're out there but I'm also like you know when you're in the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur is it really possible to also begin a successful relationship or do you kind of have to be more steady in your business before you can actually start something yeah that's a that's like a chicken or the egg thing. <laughs> and I know we both have experiences with that I think what's interesting is what I have noticed in my own previous relationships and even like flings is that you flung <laughs> yes. you're, you're a flinger <laughs> um, is that like drive and ambition are really attractive and sexy at first but then they don't become sexy and attractive when you find that it doesn't go away you know it's like Mm -hmm. this it's like oh this guy's really driven like that's attractive but then oh wait he's really driven where does that allow me to fit in kind of thing you know what's always blown my mind Hmm. are musicians and how they have like they'll go even like not even that successful musicians but they'll like they'll go on tour across the country and their girlfriend will come with (laughs) and I'm like how how do you first of all have any money to do that which is a whole nother thing whatever they have a certain lifestyle but how does how does someone just pick up and follow someone else for a year like that kind of blows my mind because that's when you're an entrepreneur you're not going to be like oh I have a business you're just going to come follow me on my business for a year because an entrepreneur wouldn't necessarily want to there's not like shows that you're going to and like spending time together you're just constantly working at it behind a computer just like clicking away so <laughs> you want to come watch me type wanna, yeah exactly <laughs> there's not like a thing to go to but I always found that really fascinating but like I've seen you know couples that have become where you know and this is typical where the man has started a business and then the woman um you know they get married or whatever and the woman becomes works at that business though and then essentially does fall it's not she's not going on tour but she becomes a part of it you know um so i I don't think that can't exist but and again i feel like it happens more with the male leading and the woman following um but that i know what you mean martin because that scares me of just like anyone completely losing their sense of self like I would never want someone to do that for me or with me like that would scare the shit out of me if someone was like hey yeah like can I work with your company I'd be like hell no like go do your (laughs) own thing like you know like a man a man who has like a job and hobbies is like the most attractive thing like you don't have to have your own business but like listener alert (laughs) don't go after Landis if you are unemployed and have no interests oh oh, unemployed apps don't even talk to me (laughs) like absolutely (laughs) you need a paycheck I'm sorry I've done that way too many times I'm not I'm done picking up we're we're out of (laughs) room sorry boys well it is what it is (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I think well, now that that chemistry's out, yeah. <laughs> now the sexual tension has been cleared. We can finally get to podcasting. <laughs> um, I think what's, what's what I find interesting with this model of like, do they become part of your life, or do they become or part of your work, or do their own thing? Is that 
I think when they become part of your work, a lot of that is a, it's a result of I didn't find my own thing to do. And maybe I'm generalizing or overstating, but my, my feeling is that it's more about I need something to do, so can I become part of this? Versus, hey, this like would really fulfill me. And I think it would be great for our relationship. Well, so let me join. It's, it's got to all these situations, right? Like, if you meet because you're both creating things that are similar, and then like, oh, one of them works out, then the other yeah. one's like, well, I've been working on that. It's like, there's so many different ways it can go. But what I think is really interesting, if you're two people with very different interests who are both very passionate and ambitious, um, instead of just one of you being like, oh, can I pencil you in next week? You're both saying, can I pencil you in next week? Right. And then you get yeah. that Frasier episode where, like, they're going through their <laughs> memo book. And they're like, uh, two months from now? Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. go on a date and get coffee. Yeah, and that's what, that, Martin, you hit it. Like, because that is what scares me. It's because, like, I'm, I'm attracted to someone who is ambitious and who has things going on. And then it's like... Well, in the course of six months, we'll see each other six times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which again, I guess isn't terrible, like a terrible thing since I don't think I'm probably emotionally available if I'm so committed to this, you know, to work right now. Yeah. So maybe it's not such a bad thing if the relationship moves slower. But at the same time, it's like, is that, then what are, then I get back to the bigger question, which is like, well, what am I doing this for? You know, like, what am I, what am I seeking in life to make me happy? Like, and you know, like I love my work. I love what I'm doing, but is that it? Or isn't, you know, isn't, aren't meaningful relationships a part of that, a part of happiness and a part of, you know, and yeah, but a lot of it I think is that, (laughs) well, I mean, like what I've noticed recently is I have had a lot of good things going for me in the last couple of months, two to three months. High five. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, so I have had <laughs> I have had a lot of good things coming for me. Really, I just zoned out for a second. I was like, oh wait, there's high five seconds. <laughs> and within that, it like doesn't even cross my mind that I'm not in a relationship or that I don't have a significant other who I'm talking to every day or anything like that. Like I actually look at it right now and I I think how the fuck could I possibly generate more time in the day totally. to spend with another person? Yes. Because, you know, as it stands right now, you know, like I was up at 5.30 this morning and I probably won't go to bed tonight until about midnight. How could I possibly fit, you know, going on a date into that? Right. And then, like, like where'd you go to school? Like, oh, what's your favorite color? Yeah. All that shit. <laughs> like, you don't have energy for that shit, Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. I know, I know. So so for me, and maybe for other people too, it's it's like your own momentum ends up playing a major factor in your, your emotional, your your own desire to seek out, you know, emotional, whatever you call it, absorption from someone else. Yeah. Because I remember like, you know, but a few months prior, when I didn't feel like I had a ton of things going for me, it like was really weighing on me. I was like, oh man, like I'm not in a relationship and sucks where's my tinder app yeah (laughs) whereas like now it's like outside of like taking a dump like i'm not really using tinder or hinge (laughs) (laughs) there was a whole article on that oh god um okay so yeah a few things that like really hit home for me on that one um sometimes i worry that i like being single so much that like and now i've grown into it that i'm like 
why would I really ever change it? You know, and there's also that, and I guess leads into like the second thing, which is how old are you? 26. 26. Okay. So I'll be 31 in June. And in the Midwest, like in, in New York, that means nothing. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. But in the Midwest, <laughs> it's like, mm, you better get cracking yeah. on some shit right now. You know, yeah. like, you, like. And where'd you go to college? Illinois Wesleyan. So did a bunch of people get engaged like around Not graduation Not at school. Time? No, no. It's so funny because all my college girlfriends, not all of them, but most of them are married with children and only one of them met their husband at college. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's that like, there's that societal like sort of TikTok that happens, you know, when you get, especially when you get the big 3-0. Um, and that, and so it's not so much where... I'm like, I feel like I need this because sometimes I worry so much that I'm like, that I don't need it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love, God, I love being alone. Like, just like, <laughs> just sitting at home, like watching Netflix. Like, why would I add another person to this? Why would I add some variable that's unknown? You know, this is a perfect combo. Exactly. So, <laughs> which, like, truly, you know, frightens me a little about myself because I'm like, uh, this might be it forever, you know? <laughs> um, but I do think there is, you know, as you get, it's funny, the things that happen, like, 26, 27, 28, I feel like those years, and I know it sounds so silly, because it's there's not that much of an age gap, but there is, like, because things start to change, and people start to get married, and, like, you know, your parents start to be like, you know, like, so have you met anyone? Yeah. Like, like this is a great example. I've been example. getting that since high school. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. This is probably the sweetest cutest story ever so um <laughs> I don't I'm just gonna put it out there um my I went out to lunch with my grandfather like back in January and he is hands down the best man on the planet like just everyone that knows him is like Frank more Wigner. than the Dos Equis guy <laughs> uh yeah he like blows him out of the water okay okay um, <laughs> yeah well, you should meet him Everyone that talks about Frank Wiedner, they're like... Well, that'll, that'll be our next podcast episode, your grandfather. Oh, you seriously. <laughs> you guys would learn a thing or two from Frank. He's incredible. So, he's 90... He'll be 92 in July. Still practices law one day a week. Really? Yeah. Um, takes care of my grandmother, who's had Alzheimer's for almost 20 years now, uh, in, in their home. Incredible man. Just, just incredibly kind, honest, you know. Wonderful. So, anyway, we're out to lunch in January... And he's, you know, he's like, it just, I just, I just wish you had, you, you had someone, you know, he's like, and I was like, well, Papa, I'm fine. Like, I, I, re- like, I was trying to convey this to him that I, I'm okay being single. I like being single. It's, you know, and he's like, I know you're fine, but I just really wish, you know, there's a nice guy for you. And if there was any way, like, I could help in that regard, you know, I hear they've got these, like, online things, and, you know, have you tried any of that? I said, yeah, I have, you know, it's all right. He's like, well there's no way I could help with that and I realized he is offering to pay for my online dating <laughs> so I was like I think this might be rock bottom <laughs> my grandfather is offering to pay for my online dating <laughs> like oh you better upgrade to the most premium package yeah, you're, like, you're like there's like 17 new sites that just came out let's go test let's go run some tests A-B test like Papa you want to see what's out there you do not want to see what's out there <laughs> so I don't know I just thought you know but that's just like it's just kind of the the, the stuff you get and you kind of have to figure out what you want and what you're comfortable with I guess yeah. but well to that point and this actually came up when I was emailing 
one of our readers recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a blog post about treating life like Mario Kart and how... <laughs> Amazing. <yeah. laughs> and basically, when you're trying to gain like your own momentum or figure out like why you're stuck, you can look at like life as different mystery item boxes. So it was like the green shell is you throwing, like spraying hate yeah. around. The okay. red shell is targeted hate on specific people. The blue shell with the spikes on it is like one person who's just ahead of you who you want to knock out of the way and it's you know it's getting your mind right essentially yeah and then the best item you can get would be the star because it's like oh you're yeah. on fire and you're internal like and you just keep yeah i could like, never keep like, the star God. in control though i was always like <laughs> yeah. out of control with the star i couldn't do it <laughs> you're just flying off yeah. rainbow road <laughs> yeah. that was me i was the worst oh. there's, there's a definite parallel to life <laughs> i know I know. Win! <laughs> yeah. Oh god! I would always, when that happened, I would, like in my character would be like, I don't want to win. So, anyways, with the star, it was like you're on fire, and your mentality is like either get on my level or get the fuck out of my way, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is in the game. Yeah. We're just gonna do Mario Kart sound effects. <laughs> I can't win. So. Anyways, with that email that was sent out to our uh, email list, uh, one of the people, one of our readers wrote me back, uh-huh. and she was talking a lot about how um, she's been throwing a lot of like blue shells in her life and green shells oh, at, or, and red shells at people, and she said a lot of it has to do with the pressures of settling down, like she sees people around her who are settling down and getting married or having kids, and then she's not totally sure if that's what she wants, but then it's there that that's what's kind of she's supposed to do and then she also is talking about you know maybe she should change jobs or even like skip the country for a while that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and what i told her was i'm going to relate it back to mario kart as best as possible i said in the game you can o- like there's 16 tracks in the game or 16 courses in the game but you can only race on one of them at a time mm-hmm. like you can't do rainbow road at the same time as you're doing koopa beach You've got to do Koopa Beach and then do Rainbow Road. So same thing with life. It's like you have to figure out what track or what race are you actually driving. I'm really on. pissed at what a good metaphor this is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really, really good. And I don't know why, but I'm, maybe I'm just angry I didn't think of it first. Like, <laughs> well, if you got the ghost, you could have stolen my idea. <laughs> but you know, essentially, though, it was that same thing with life. It's like... There are several tracks you could be on at any given point, but you got to figure out, like, what is the track you're actually racing on? And then, is that the track you want to be on? If so, get through the race and then move to another track. If not, hit start and hit exit race and lose points or whatever (laughs) and go find another race. Yeah, You know, it's like when you would, you realize you were going to, like, get fourth place in the the Mushroom Cup, so you'd... (laughs) You'd reset the system <laughs> so you wouldn't have a loss. We're not on cheaters. Gosh. <laughs> All right, well, I would do that. <laughs> I would especially do that in, like, Madden or the NBA games. If I was about to, like, lose a playoff game, I would just reset the fucking system. <laughs> That's when you just, like, pretend to trip over the cord. And the yeah. Thing <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. How, How did that happen? But that's, I mean, to the point of what you were talking about with your, your grandfather. Yeah. Where he says, you know, it's important to find someone, and you're like, but I'm okay. That's what, for you, it's like my my course right now yeah. is focusing on me, focusing on my business, and, and the other funny, stuff can wait. Because people have a hard time believing 
that. And I think it's just because it's so out of the norm out here. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I've had family members pulling me aside and they're like, but wouldn't it be really nice to have a man right now? I'm like, nah. Yeah. It is stressful. It is stressful. I'm like, I'm thinking about getting a dog. <laughs> But, like, I've been thinking about that for six months now, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Like, <laughs> so, they're cute. Yeah, they're cute. I'd be wary of using the phrase, pull the trigger and dog. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm done Very good point. <laughs> uh, well, so, like, when, when we do think about, like, what courses we're on, right, just kind of, like, related to your own life. Like, so which course are we on? Because one of the questions I have is, what's harder, having a girlfriend or a boyfriend while you're starting a company or dating while you're starting a company? Which, those are very different worlds. That's Define true. dating. What do you mean by dating? So, like, dating? dating is, like, going, like, on Tinder, like, oh, I have a date next week or two this week or a few. Oh. Versus I'm seeing this person full time. I think having, I think having a relationship is tougher. So, while working on whatever, your business, your passion, whatever it is, your hustle, having a relationship is tougher if you have not predefined what the relationships like expectations are and what your goals for the business are <laughs> so we're gonna sit down and have um, a business meeting here. Yeah. like how do you do that with a relationship no well, so I, romantic, I don't, I don't necessarily like... mean like with your significant <laughs> other saying let's have a business discussion but i mean like you know going in like hey like this is important <laughs> to me and here's what i want to get out of this business mm-hmm. so i need to know if you're on board with that and then at the same time knowing things. like <laughs> with the relationship it's like is this a legit thing that we want to make an important part of our lives or is it something that's not that you know that we're going to act like is important but is right. it really right yeah i think i think in that sense like because there you're so much more invested emotionally in a relationship than you are in a first date you know that like i mean first date i think when you go on enough bad dates gets really really depressing <laughs> and we're gonna I, dip into some chloe klein stuff <laughs> oh god i just so i just kind of stopped i like, go on these phases where i'll just stop going out on dates because i'm just like i am exhausted am i alone in the and i almost sound like a total douche in saying this but like i've never really had a bad date no guys don't because they'll go out that's not true guys have well, at least i have <laughs> oh yeah the oh, worst okay. i've had is someone who's just not that interesting and, right and didn't offer to pay like I don't ever want the girl to pay on the first date mm-hmm. I just want them to crocodile arms just, yeah you know <laughs> exactly I can't I just want oh, them to oh, indulge me it? in oh, the okay. in the social norm right. of like oh I'll pay. no no I got it oh you sure yeah, yeah okay I got it so like that one time I was really everyone that listening girl who did that. <laughs> so like outside of like that indulge happening where a girl Raj. did not like partake in that game and then just other people just being personalities yeah I've never had like a horror story a horror story yeah, me either <laughs> first never had a horror story <laughs> <laughs> um, so then what are you defining as a bad date oh what this is what happens a lot and this is probably why I'm gonna guess Raj you feel like you haven't had horrible dates it's because and this is my theory that guys will go out with a girl and they're not used to having a female companion to talk to and we're generally pretty good listeners and so a guy will walk away from a date being like that went really well we had great conversation she'll walk away being like he knows shit about me he doesn't know what i do for a living he doesn't know where i'm from. i know everything about this guy Just a soundboard yeah and that ha- and i think i i'm not gonna 
you know, put it all. I mean, I guys. do have a tendency to talk a lot, so. Well, <laughs> and it's not it's not just you. It's it's I think I think truly because guys don't talk to each other that way, and so then all of a sudden they're out with a woman who's like, I think females are generally better listeners, and better conversationalists. Sorry, I just do. And so again, this is my theory. <laughs> I totally disagree. Who are the hosts this. of this podcast? Two males. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fabulously. I'm sorry. <laughs> This conversation is not included in that. But we're not on a date, so that's why it's different. I don't know. Well, we, we, we got right, rid we of got that section. out of the way in the beginning. All right. <laughs> we all agreed that's not happening. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. That's that's what I feel like happens a lot. Um, like, a girl walk away be like, that was shit. And the guy's like, that went really well. I don't know why I haven't heard from her. But, yeah. I don't know. I could be totally yeah. Well, no, but, but in, 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 at least in my cases, I've... I don't know if I've... Ever. Maybe once I had a situation where I was like, yeah, that went really well. Like, we'll go out again. And then the girl ended up being like, eh, you know what? Yeah. No. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Beyond you're, that, you're I'm You're a sick. hot commodity, Raj. <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell us? And no. Everyone listening. Beyond that, what <laughs> I'm saying mind. is the, the other dates I've had where I'm like, yeah, that went fine or that went well. Like, yeah. It hasn't been like me expecting them to call me back and then they don't call back. It's just been either mutual or me not wanting to see them again but i wouldn't say the first what are your guys's like um like types like what are you guys looking for i'm going all i'll let you take that one first oh boy uh and are you you guys are are you dating right now not each other (laughs) oh you are not (laughs) as as much as belize would argue uh yeah when we were so when we went out to belize earlier this year when did you go to Belize? In January, we went uh, as part of this group called Under Thirty Experiences, and actually, our first podcast episode was with Matt Wilson, who's the founder of that company. Oh, cool! Which we touch we, on some of the stuff in that as well. Yeah, that's true. It's very interesting. Uh, we recorded the episode while in Belize together, and anyways, Martin and I so shared cool. a room in Belize, separate beds, <laughs> shared a room, and then like Emphasis we were just like always on... seen together. So everyone, <laughs> and then we ended up getting a couple's massage at one point. <laughs> you guys are adorable. <laughs> The worst is that picture of us looking at the menu together. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. But, um, no, I, I am, I just got out of a relationship uh, a month and a half ago. Okay. Sounds about right. Um, and so that has, I've, I've been doing the Tinder and Hinge thing, but haven't actually gone on a date. So I've been kind of just doing it as a, I guess, uh maybe at first a coping mechanism and then and then more of a just like oh i have all these matches now but i have no idea what to say because it's been so long since i've had to message someone yeah and so plus the fact that uh the one date i did set up i ended up having to cancel because i had a whole bunch of other stuff going on yeah so be the hustle and family and all that other stuff right and so i think what i'm looking for right now is someone who has their own thing going on um because, the, I don't know, I think what happened in uh, my previous relationship was that we were we spent so much time together that we stopped paying as much attention to the other parts of our lives, like friends and mm-hmm. jobs and things of that sort. And, you know, I'd be late to work a bunch and, you know, all sorts of different things that came out of that, um, which just caused a lot of stress. And so... <clears throat> I don't know if there is such a thing as a low-stress relationship. Uh, I've never experienced one, but I'm also a pretty high-stress person, um, and so I don't know. I don't really know what type I'm looking for right now. I think it's more of I'm trying to get comfortable with myself first, yeah. and then hopefully by being more comfortable with myself, getting myself into a better headspace, 
something good will come from it. Yeah. That's that's solid. I was, follow that. I was in a pretty <laughs> serious relationship for a little over a year. Okay. And then that ended in like October ish. Okay. And then it took me about six months to really get over it. Yeah, I think it takes about a year. Like yeah. a whole calendar year to Maybe. like I don't know. So then, like, I mean, if it's, like, a serious relationship, because then it's, like, you have to get through, like, like, it's, like, oh, I remember last summer when I was doing this and so and well, so, and, okay. like, kind and, of getting through yeah. this anniversary. And that's what I realized, actually, in the last, like, month and a half. Yeah. Is all the, oh, remember that time has gone from, oh, remember that time to, you know, that was a cool memory I have. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, not everything, but, right. but a lot. It, it's getting, it's getting easier. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know how I'd necessarily react if I were to like bump into her on the street I mean I'd act cordial Just but run. like you might yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's totally how I envision it <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like blue shell <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Whee! <laughs> So what I mean is I don't know what my initial emotional reaction would be, you know, if I'd be like a fuck, like oh shit, or like a oh, good to see you kind of thing. Yeah, um, probably both. It'd probably yeah. be oh shit first, and then like yeah. nice to see you. So <laughs> I'm Raj. <right. laughs> so Sorry. yeah. So anyways, given that that's like where I came out of, you know, emotionally, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I guess I get you know in a way I'm still going through it, but pretty good now for the most part. I look at it now as same thing like I know like given everything that I have going on right now I need to have someone you know, if I'm going to actually seriously date someone it's got to be someone and I don't say this as a fault to who I previously dated or even that she didn't have her own things going on yeah. but I just know for me to do things you know, properly for me this time around it would need to be someone who you know, either their their job is Commanding a lot of their time in a good way, um, right? Not like know, an unhealthy negative sort of. Right, not yeah. like I hate my job and I spend ninety hours a week there. It's right, like I love my job and I right. spend ninety hours a week there. Right, or a or they have something you know they have a job that's all right, but they're doing something else that they really enjoy. Same thing, like they've got something going for them too, because that's where the problem comes in is when one person has a lot of good things going for them then the other person feels almost in need or almost feels inferior because it's like, well, yeah. look at all this stuff. Like, when's it going to be my turn? Or right. when does this person have time for me? Any like, those right. are all, I think, natural human emotions. So that's kind of, I think, what I need out of a person. And then just like personality wise, you know, I like girls who like a good beer and <laughs> they don't, you know, they can watch a, a sports game with me and it's cool <laughs> and they can be sociable and they're not like awkward around friends. Yeah. Um, That's fair. But like even bring awkward people around. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny, like with what you said and what I said. It's like the Seinfeld episode where George is dating a lady Jerry, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and somehow that would be everything. <laughs> hey, hey, George, and you must look exactly like Jerry. <laughs> you don't see this? Oh, you're like twins. Woo! This is Harry. <laughs> what are you talking about? Janet doesn't look anything like Jerry. Well, maybe we do look a little like each other. No, what do you know about what you look like? <laughs> Come on, George, relax. 
Just because they look alike, that doesn't mean you're secretly in love with Jerry. <laughs> We're going now. Bye-bye. We just got here, George. Well, it's getting dark. I know I've been kind of shooting off at the mouth lately. About George dating a, a Lady Jerry. What's the decision? I know you want me to keep my big mouth shut. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm never going to talk again. Yeah, right. What do I need to talk for, huh? What, the blab to the neighbors about how George has a new femme Jerry friend? Or to tell everybody at the coffee shop how George is all mixed up in a perverse sexual amalgam of some girl and his best friend? See, now, I've done all that. Now it's time for silence. Um, but with, like, the, the hinge and the Tinder game and all that stuff, like, right now, there are... There are three separate girls who I just have... At this point, I probably should have gone on a date with because we we matched like three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But like, I haven't had any time. And right. When I have had time, that person's been busy. Yeah. And the, at the same time, like, I'm okay with it. Like when they're like, "Oh, sorry, I can't." I'm like, "Don't apologize. Like, I don't give a shit." Right. <laughs> like I've, right. I've told multiple people, like, "Why are you apologizing for having to cancel?" Or like, I was like, "We don't know each other." Right. We don't owe each other anything <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Totally. That's fair. What's your type? Well, employed. Yeah, employed. <laughs> Making um, your mind. <laughs> well, you know, it just, I guess it's to, just to have something going on. I don't know. I, I've i done the in-between jobs thing before. And that just well, didn't... okay, so let me, and this, we've talked about this before, yeah. like just individually, but and I actually talked about this with my parents over the weekend. I said, I think it's funny that when people are unemployed, in-between jobs is a great euphemism to hide that you're unemployed unemployed and there's nothing wrong with being unemployed there's not because I you know but um, I just I don't know I've just learned from my mistakes about that about you know I just feel like it's about like what you're saying we gotta kind of get your shit together and then date someone you know Um, and like you know you lose a job it happens like I'm not gonna fault someone for like obviously it's not like they're just like totally off the grid but there's a difference between there's also different know. types of unemployed. Too. Right, right. Because <clears throat> I know when I left my last job, and um, I took six months to find a new career, I spent the whole time job searching and networking and going to events and putting on events, and it was like a really busy yeah. time period where I went on a lot of dates, and it didn't even matter that I didn't have a, a job to go to every day, because every right. morning I was up at like 8 a.m. working on stuff. And so it was just kind of a... It was... It's not like I'm just sitting around all day waiting for that person to answer my text or something like right. that, which I think sometimes, I know I have uh, some friends who have you know been unemployed for a long period of time, and I don't know what their dating life is like, but like from the high level stuff I've heard, it kind of sounds like they're just kind of waiting. It, it's like, how eager are you to hear back? Yeah. And that the, you know what? Is, and oh, I guess it just kind of, it just goes back, Martin, to ambition, really, you know, is kind of what you're talking about, because like... It's, it's like, are you unemployed and, and actively and ambitiously seeking something out or not? And it's really just, I guess, it's just, it's not the unemployed factor so much as the, you know, what are you actively doing right now? Yeah. So at the risk of the implications of this, I would not consider you two unemployed. No. <laughs> but I'm not putting <laughs> but, anything but back it... on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're still too young for me. <laughs> <laughs> Five years is too young. 
Yeah, I, I dated a younger guy and it, for a few years, and I don't know. I, that, I kind of... I've been told burned. I can play anywhere from 27 to 32. <laughs> My yoga teacher this morning, when she found out I was 26, she thought I was 31. Oh, yeah. how'd you take that? I actually... I usually generally think of myself as a couple years older than I actually older. Well, now that I'm 26, I'm kind of comfortable with it. But when I was like 23 and 24, <laughs> I like almost wished I was 26 or yeah. 27. I have two older brothers, and every time we go out, they get 26 and I get 31. <laughs> and so I used to take it badly until one of my friends is like, dude, when you get older, you're going to be a dill. And I was like, I can take that. Yeah. I can take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I just do want to make a point, like, the employment thing is not about, like, someone who's financially stable either, you know? I've never been like, oh, a guy has to pay for all the dates or has to pay for, you know, that's not really my style either, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Do you think that's common of ambitious women who are entrepreneurs? I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, I've met, I've met women who go both ways on that, you know, like, um, some women are just kind of like, yeah, I know. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not who goes both. <laughs> can't say anything. I was like, yet. how did no, you it, not it, say it, that? It, it, it hit me on delay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I almost paused to just wait for it. Um, but some women are like, no, like you know, it's a gentleman's job, needs to pay, blah blah. blah. And I kind of feel like, I don't know. I it, my whole thing is on a first date, I'll let him pay if I think there's going to be a second date. Because I never want to owe anyone anything. So if I'm like, absolutely not, there's not going to be a second date. I'm splitting that bill. You're not buying me dinner. That's a good tell to take note of. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to ever be like, I bought you dinner or whatever. (laughs) And like, so you owe me a second date. Like, fuck you. No, I don't want. People do that? Oh, God. Yes. It's brutal out there, Martin. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just get ignored. So it's (laughs) it's pretty easy. And I'm not that forceful. (laughs) Yeah, so I, you know, and it, everyone varies on, like, their opinions on that. I think at some point it's like we're all adults. We can, I don't know, I think it's cool to be able to buy someone dinner and be able to do that. Like, I I like being able to do that. I think that's fun, yeah. you know. Um, and I would like that someone would like to do that for me. You know, I think that would be kind of a cool relationship. Yeah. But. I think what's kind of key with all this and going back to the, like, how soon is someone texting you back and that kind of stuff. Oh, God. Is. I don't play that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, at you know, all. like, well, because I, you know, I've noticed. <laughs> I don't even notice. Yeah, I don't even right. notice anymore. I'm like, oh, you never texted yeah. me back. I had no, or yeah. like, <laughs> or like, I, you know, I'll be like, I was a drunk day. when I sent that. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll text back a day later and I don't even realize it. And then, you know, I get kind of absent minded about things too. And so then I'll notice that, like, you know, they'll they'll wait to text back, and I'll text back right away. There's no fucking game, but I'm like, we're all adults here. Like, we all know what we're yeah. after. Like, See, that's, and that's what I've noticed, like, getting a little bit older is how much more mature you get in that respect. Where yeah. It's like you don't hang on to every, or a- analyze, oh, my God, is this the right message to send to totally. that person? Like, yeah. any of that shit. You're just like, I'm just going to say what I want to say and be me. Yeah, say and if they're cool. What you want to say. <laughs> be brave. Be brave. What, what song is that? Uh, in the, oh, it's be brave. Be I brave. Guess. Yeah, so, uh, by who? Sarah Bareilles. Oh. Aren't you impressed by my knowledge of shitty pop music? <laughs> that was wonderful. Sarah Bareilles <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'm. I think happy she's. I think that. she's a good singer. She plays the piano well. Yeah, I don't know. I only listen to really like shitty music. So. Love song. Tell me to breathe easy for a while. 
<laughs> There's a whole cool story about that song. She, um, so the producer or whoever was going to sign her to the label, like, heard all of her stuff and was like, it's not a love song. I need a love song from you. Come back with a love song. And that's the song she came back with. <laughs> a fucking baller. That's that. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> changes the whole meaning of Doesn't it. Doesn't it? Yeah. I know. Now you listen to it and you're like, Fuck That's yeah, really this cool. song is just like a big fuck you. And then she got the, the uh, label deal. That's so, amazing. I know. So, yeah. so wait, what was I saying with the... Oh, I think you're asking me about oh, my no. type. Oh, no. No, with the with the texting and the... Oh, and that's the, what we were talking about. Yeah, game. sorry. Like, I've noticed if I'm in the midst of something and I see, so, like, you know, a girl text me, I'll be like, I can't... It might even be like a, okay, or like a, yeah, that's cool, like, response. Yeah. But I'm like, I can't, like pay attention to that right now <laughs> and then like four hours later yeah. I'll reply but and I also like don't care that it took me four hours to reply necessarily yeah whereas I know there's been other times where and I, this goes really back to like what do you have going for yourself yeah because there's been other times where I've been like immediate reply or like if the person doesn't reply to me right away I'm like fuck like what did I do kind of thing and that's the other thing about like you know how much time you have and what you can commit and you know like sometimes like like for, I don't know, I dated this guy for like a month, a while, like probably a month ago. And he would text me during the day and I'm like, I would, it would stress me out so much because I'm like, don't you have to work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working! I'm working. Ah, like, and I know he did. I know he had a really high pressure job. That's the thing. So he was taking time out of his day yeah. to text me, which was very thoughtful and very sweet. But I was like, I don't have fucking time to do this right now. Like, yeah. I don't have time to be like witty and banter and shit. Like, can we just <laughs> not do this? Like, I am. Ah. <laughs> so then that's another. That's where I'm like, I'm gonna be single forever. <laughs> Dear God. You refuse to play the text flirt game. <laughs> I don't. Well, have, I'm too even, tired. But even harder than that is when you're in a relationship and it's they're having they're struggling with something, right? And you want to help. Mm. And they're texting you or calling you during the day, during work, during whatever it is that you're trying to get done. And that's the part that I find to be really hard, especially when you're... So I, I have a full-time job, plus the side hustle, plus God knows what else I'm working on for like American Marketing Association, whatever. And one of the things that um, I had the hardest time with was, okay, I've taken two hours of my day to talk to you through a problem or something like that, and then we're also meeting up tonight, and then we're going to be more tired tomorrow and then that's going to just build throughout the week and then by Friday night by the time you go out to like see friends for maybe a brief second in your week all of a sudden you're just like well I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to fall asleep at yeah. like you know 10pm and I think that's true for not just relationships but for like friends and family too when they like you know are looking for your help during work hours and I don't know if you guys find this but like because I'm an entrepreneur my family thinks I am available just at two in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I work from home yep, or I make yep. my own hours. Or, Absolutely. You know, so it's... I'll get a call from my mom. She'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> I understand I'm not in an office physically, but I am working. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really hard concept to like keep driving home literally and figuratively. Like yeah. I was like, I, I am working during the day, you know, like, and then... <laughs> I can't chat right now. Are you okay? Is anyone dying? No, yeah. okay, I gotta go. <laughs> like, but I, I understand what you mean. Like, it's like, I feel like that's just a hard thing with, like, all all relationships that are important to you is trying to figure out, like, when they're in need, you know, and you're like, fuck, they're in need. I, like, I need to be there for them, but I 
also really need to get this yeah. done, you know? <laughs> and for me, it was really hard when I was doing stand-up comedy, like, every night of the week, because, you know, I'd be doing stand-up, like, Tuesday through Thursday, I'd be doing improv on Mondays, and then Friday would come, and I was like, I'm, I'm not fucking going out, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, not a chance. Yeah. And then my, my friends didn't see me for months, you yeah. know, they just yeah. kind of knew, they are like, and... That's when, like, I think that really tests the strength of your relationships because my friends are fucking awesome. And they were just, like, supported me through the whole thing. Like, gave me shit, too, you know, but, like, in a loving way. And they're like, whenever we see you, great, but, like, get your ass out, you know, when you can. And, you know, I think that's so important to have that support system behind you because without it, like, I I honestly would not have been able to do anything without that. Well, and that's where you see, too, who sticks around and who doesn't. Yeah. And who really, like quote-unquote gets you yeah versus yeah who thinks you're being selfish or whatever right or crazy yeah a lot <laughs> of people thought i was crazy but i didn't know that until later <laughs> <laughs> i wonder who thinks i'm crazy that i won't know about until later <laughs> they'll tell you in like a year <laughs> yeah well and and with that too it's I'm, I'm always surprised when someone i feel like now hates me actually just like randomly calls me up so it's been maybe a year and then they'll be like oh wait want to go see this movie and mm-hmm. I'll be like oh thank god you don't actually think I'm a horrible human being because I haven't <laughs> called you right. in forever <laughs> and so those those are always kind of those things where it's like well, some of these friendships they're really never going to go away like they're all but, and those are the ones too where you can call someone up after a year and you don't you just pick up where you left exactly. off right you don't miss a beat oh my god it's the versus best. there's yeah. There are other people who are like almost like attention whores, and they need to see you every week because maybe they have some yeah. void that, or some problem right. they need to get off their chest, and it's like they need to get dinner with you or get a drink with you in order to express it. And and I found those people like as I've gotten older, just kind of fallen away. You know, like well, maybe they, they don't, figured their shit out. They don't. <laughs> yeah, or maybe that too. But there were, for whatever reason, we're not in contact anymore. Like, there's no bad feelings or anything. It's like if we see each other in a social setting, it's hi, how are you, great, you know. But like, those sort of relationships that require that kind of maintenance, I am not made for that. Yeah. Like, I'm not. A per- I'm not your go-to person for that. I can't do it. So like, I don't know. It's and it's really freeing when you've got like really, only like really solid relationships in your life, and there's nothing like negative which again goes back to like why would i want a boyfriend then why would i want to bring anything <laughs> yeah, like yeah. unknown well, into this the, i think the, <laughs> the hardest feeling to deal with with any of this stuff is guilt mm-hmm. like i have felt so much guilt you raised catholic past. yeah yep. so irish catholic <laughs> Me too, i'm yeah. always going to be guilty so yeah. it's, i've it's never fine. felt any guilt in my life <laughs> but hindus what up <laughs> <laughs> i'm so jealous right now <laughs> I'll be guilty in the next life. Um, <laughs> My next life, I'll be like a turtle or a frog or a plant. So I'm good. <laughs> Very guilty turtle. But yeah, it's 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 overwhelming sometimes, especially because I'm also a yes person, and so I'll agree. Like one of the things that I think you pointed out is that um, I will maybe show up sometimes, but most of the time not show up. But I'm also the person who will never check yes or no. And yeah, so I did point that out. And so that's what makes you look like a dick. <laughs> so I'm actually we've never actually like talked about that. So I'm kind of curious because for a long time I would just say yes, and then all of a sudden at the last minute I'd be like, oh shit. Yep. Or in my relationship, like, well, we'd get into like a fight trying to get out the door, and like now I can't make it or whatever it was. And um, I always find it interesting where it's like when people send out Facebook invites, and when I send out invites to things, I'm. I'm very much of the um, mindset that I don't expect anyone to show up. 
and I don't like hate on anyone for not showing up to my stuff anymore. We used to back when uh, we did events at the beginning. But after doing like two or three of those, I was like, I have zero expectation that anyone will come to anything I do. <laughs> and once I got rid of that from my head, I kind of, I guess maybe hoped other people would feel the same way yeah. about me, but mm-hmm. it's not true because other people get very worked up if you don't show up. But it's different when it's like, show up to my business professional related event versus show up to this party I'm having at my place because we're all friends or show up to, you know, whatever. But why are other people's reactions to you being there and not being there your problem? That's a good question. It's guilt. (laughs) It's not your problem. You know, like, their night shouldn't be contingent on you being there or not. And that's how I view it because I'm also a person that, like, I'm like, I have to take care of me first. And, like, if I am exhausted, I'm not pushing it. I'm staying in. I'm going to bed early, maybe drinking a glass or two or four of wine. <laughs> I, I, I love the fucking siren. That's just like... <laughs> we're very Chicago here. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way to edit that part out because you were talking there about There was one last night that went for literally two and a half minutes. Like, I'm like, who is dying? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, but I used to feel that way. I'd feel very guilty because I was the same way. Like I'd say yes to things and then flake at last minute. And then I had this reputation for flaking on things. And I was like, well, that sucks. Like yeah. I'm an asshole. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna not tell people. And then if I show up, great. And if I don't, no one expects me to be there. And it's not. However, how everyone reacts is not my problem. Like that's like I always want to help people, make them feel good. But at the same time, like. They should be worried about making themselves feel good, and it shouldn't be contingent on me being there. And guess what? It's not. No one really gives a shit, like, if one more, like, I mean, aside from the fact that we're all here, clearly the life of the party. So. <laughs> we are. <the> <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I know that must be tough. I when... piss excellence. <laughs> we can't go out with any of each other. But... <laughs> <laughs> we are the most excellent. Because we ruined the trifecta. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like, you know, that's why I just kind of took that pressure off myself. I'm like, I'm not making or breaking anything. No one cares. You know, they don't care if I'm there. Yeah, but I think at the same time, though, it is nice to be courteous to someone. Like, if they've gone out of their way to say, hey, I'd like you to be at this thing or come to this thing, which going out of your way isn't that much. It's like clicking your name on Facebook. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, you know, people think, oh, maybe Landis or, oh, maybe Martin would, would want to come to this. I think it's important to just say... I'm not going to be there. If someone sends me a personal email or a personal text or a personal invitation, absolutely. But I don't consider Facebook. Yeah, if it's a face, yeah, I would say that's different. Yeah, sorry. That's not personal. Like, but if someone reaches out to me, like, I'm not going to be an asshole and like not RSVP to like. Well, and this is where I notice like what what he does. an invitation yeah. to in the mail. This is where I notice, like, what he not does, but what you've He's done totally a couple times before you out. <laughs> is, and this is funny because it goes back to the like him and I are a couple thing. I love it. Is like there was, uh, I can't remember what event it was, but there was something that we were both invited to, and I and it was out of state. It was, it was Giovanna's party that she was going to have oh, yeah. on some random weekend. And I replied, and I was like, hey, honestly, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I remember, like, later, like, he never replied. And I remember, and this was through private Facebook messaging, Martin never replied. Well, I never read the thread. Okay. But, but, but moving but, on. But. <laughs> I missed it completely and then, like, caught it at the very end. But, but Martin never replied, and then a day or two later whenever we were hanging out you were like by the way thanks for saying you're not going and I remember my head being like but I didn't speak for you and on your <laughs> no, behalf because I did eventually <laughs> say no 
but I was like, maybe you did, but I think the I, event I, was already done by that point. No, well, no, I don't, I don't know the details, well, but but I always do feel like even if it's something that I legit can't go to, I feel bad about it, and I don't. I need to get past that. I think, especially as I start, you know, I mean, I've spent three years now doing both a full time job and a side hustle and organizations, and it's just. I, because th- I used to be a yes person. I used to always show up. I was obligated if I said yes. And this was something you used to call me out on, on the because I go extremes. I'm either like at everything I say yes to, which means I'm like there for 20 minutes, then running to the next one across the city, yeah. and like it's a big yeah. pain in the ass. And I'm completely dead by the end of the day, um, which eventually just you can't. That's not a sustainable. Which I like. No. Remember when we got uh, yeah, no, we got I used to do that dim sum too. with Pottern. Uh, with one of our friends, like he shows up like totally frazzled because we we had had a separate like business phone call an hour and a half earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dude, you did not give me enough time in between the call and getting to Chinatown." And I was like, "It's not my problem. You didn't know how far Chinatown was from." And I was like, "And we're we're casually having lunch. No one gives a shit if you're late." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that because you were like you're like I have to do laundry between. I was like, how the fuck should I know what your laundry cycle is? Because <laughs> you guys are dating, <laughs> so you should know. Well, and that's even funnier because uh, the third person ended up even being later than me, and so then I was like, oh, I got all yeah. worked up for nothing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like you worry, yeah. you you put more pressure on the situation yeah. than exists. But then when I don't put pressure, then I feel bad after the fact because then I get called out. Yeah. And so like the times where I do put pressure, it's because of those other times. It's just this weird cycle that keeps going with um, friendships and relationships and working and trying to just do everything, which is not possible. Or healthy. Or healthy. And that's or why... Or productive. Yeah, because I think the, the one of the biggest things that happened um, in maybe the past two months, three months, was when I sent that email um, to you, my my, my parents, my girlfriend, and like a few other people. And I was like, to the people that I care the most about and have the hardest time following through with things, uh, I need you to know... He does care about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I need you to know what's happening in the rest of my life because I'm not always saying everything that's going on. So I think people don't know. Yeah. And so people just think, oh, I'm being blown off. When it's right. like, no, I'm just like... I'm, I'm being yeah. asked to do four things at this time and it's not possible to do those things. And it's, there's this uh, idea I've had in my head where it's like, I feel like I'm Stretch Armstrong. We're like, I have four brothers. So like when we were kids, we'd all be like pulling on Stretch Armstrong. Right. And we'd be like fighting over Stretch Armstrong. And he's just like, what? I don't know like which way to go with it. And then suddenly he breaks and the, and the clear goo goes all over the place. Yeah. And it's just like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes you, at that point in time, I was like, here's the like four big things that are taking the most time they're not all able to work together. Like, this thing is always going to conflict with that thing. And what I found in the past couple months is that uh, pillars just started tumbling. Because it's like, when I I reached out... You mean those four pillars? Yeah, yeah. And so, it's like, there's the relationship, and there's the job, and there's the side business, and there's the other thing. And when I sent that email out, uh, the response is like, I mean, people were understanding, people wanted to help, but then like, you know, two weeks later, it's back to the exact same thing. And there's no way to just not be pulled into all those different directions if you've committed to all those different things. And so that's well, where those things And start that's going. where the, the pillar thing, which we talked about on the episode with Ben. Yeah. Uh, and he, you use pillars, Ben uses pillars. I use burners or like a stovetop mm-hmm. to mentally picture it. And it's this idea of you picture like a range top stove. 
it has four burners, two in the front, two in the back. And, like, that's your life. And you can, like, with what's happening that's important to you in your life, you can only ever have two, four things on the stove at any given time. Two of them are actively cooking on the front burner. Two of them are simmering on the back burner. So it's, like, they're important, but you've able to manage them to a point where they're kind of running on auto- autopilot, but they're still things you want to prioritize. Yeah. And then everything else, it's, like, it's not time for it to be on the stove. So that, when I kind of grasped that concept, that made everything much clearer for me to be mm-hmm. like, what's a priority and what's not? And I even, you know, I wrote a, a blog post about how to say no to people and talking about the fact that it's something you can't prioritize versus just saying you're busy because everyone's busy. Right. Uh, or finding ways to say what's a priority to you. And that's why, you know, you want to invest 100% of yourself to be there. And because of other things that you're prioritizing, you can't. You don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to be half-assing it for them. Right. But like, you know, to go to the, the, the date, back to the dating stuff with like my four things on the stove right now are uh, Idea Lemon, uh, my freelance gig, uh, my health, so basically, which is basically yoga, and my like existing friends. So like dating is nowhere on that stove and I'm right. okay with that. What would move if relationship uh, that's the big question because if you only have four yeah and one thing's one gotta in. get yeah one thing's gotta get moved off Your or friends one are gonna be skip. pissed yeah if you take them <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah and that's how i kind of look at my week too or or look at my yeah. night you know like with these with these tinder or hinge girls where it's like well we matched three weeks ago and we haven't been <laughs> you make them sound like hooters girls or something <laughs> <laughs> these hinge girls with all these know? escorts i keep yeah. telling them some of them are am i right <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I'm the plenty of fish, you see. <laughs> but, you know, with these people who I've matched with several weeks ago, and we, we still haven't gone on a date, you know, like, I look at my week and I'm like, I don't have a free night in the next two weeks. And the one night I could call a free night is the night I want to play basketball on. And I would damn sure rather play basketball on that night than go on a totally. date. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. But remember when you said, like, you were dating someone where you were doing stand-up comedy every single night of the week? Yeah. What I've... The dates that I do go on now, what I try to do is just incorporate them into what I'm already yeah. doing. So I don't have to create another stovetop for them, basically. So it's like, oh, hey, I'm performing this show. Why don't you just come to that? Or, yeah. hey, my friends and I are going to this. Why don't you just come to that? Or, hey, yeah. I want to check out this, you know, whatever, this festival. Would you invite her to play basketball? No, it's a... No, he doesn't let girls play basketball. <laughs> this is a whole conversation. It wasn't me who doesn't let... Oh, no. we're going to have to extend this a it wasn't, bit. No, it wasn't, it, it wasn't me. It was just... Go on. <laughs> the group of guys I play with would not be... Would not take kindly to a female player in the group. We don't take yes. kindly to pandas around these parts. <laughs> That's interesting. You can just get out. <laughs> I used to play with all my guy friends in college. I was the only girl that I'm not opposed to it. I just don't and think it would work well with this group. Uh, I don't know. They would just, they, would, they treated me just like a dude. I was so All right, well, next Tuesday this. night, you want to play? No, okay. I really don't. I haven't played in years. <laughs> it would be ugly. Look how would... good she is at nose. It's just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired skill. I yeah. worked very hard at it. I was also raised Irish Catholic yeah. and was a yes person for many years, but now I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Your bobblehead is a, is a, is a side-to-side <laughs> yeah. to an up-down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Because... I don't know, I and mean, this is also more of a female thing, but I just feel like just because you get an invitation to something doesn't mean you are obligated to go. You know, like, I get invited to so many showers, and 
showers and, <laughs> and like first birthday parties and four and a half year birthday parties and I'm like no I don't I just don't want to go yeah I don't want to go and I think that's a good enough reason to not go like there are other things that I would rather do with my time and I don't have children and I am blessed to not have children right now <laughs> in my life so I'm gonna go do whatever the hell I want which yeah. is I think is Aziz Ansari quote Maybe. I just <laughs> it is, is I've it, watched this stand up it, enough what what show is where they talk about like after your like milestone birthdays, you're not allowed to have parties anymore. <laughs> it's just you're guilting people for your own yeah. selfish like. <laughs> I'm lonely. Can you yeah. have my birthday? Right? Oh my god! I know. I'm so so. I'm turning 31 in June, and I'm gonna be up in northern Michigan. And there is this bar that's on like the river part of the lake, and it's called the Tiki Tiki Bar. But it's really just something that some guy constructed and made a tiki bar, and you bring your own beer to it. And like you have to be invited to go, oh, wow. <laughs> and it's like this this dump of a place, but it's so much fun, you know. And I'm like, that is where I want to celebrate my birthday every year. <laughs> Just this tiki bar where the median age is like 75, and <laughs> I'm sitting there with fanciest thing is a Coors Light, you know? <laughs> and you're just sitting there on a fucking river. <laughs> like, That's awesome. This is this is how I birthdays like should be done. Like you know what social norm I hate is like with those invitations that you get. If you don't go, you have to send a gift. Oh, I, I don't do that. I so, don't do it. Okay. I think it's ridiculous. Do you think people view you as a douchebag? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, just because I'm invited to your wedding, I did not go. We are not good enough friends for me to go, obviously, <laughs> if I didn't go. And, like, that's not a good enough reason for me to send you a check for $50 just because you're getting married. <laughs> I, have like, you met people <laughs> that strategically set up weddings so that they know certain people won't come? And they just want the cash. <laughs> yes, yes, I I do know that people do that. I don't think that ever happened. I d would never accuse anyone of inviting me that has done that. But I know of people that have done that. That's but, just something I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, and then there are my friends too, who like like my my best friends who like I <laughs> was like oh I've got a year to buy them a gift. This is like eight years later like they got married eight years ago or something I'm like Emily I'm so sorry I never got you a gift she's like I think it's a little late I have two kids now like this why don't you like, buy them a gift I'm like yeah because I'm just an asshole she's like just just get me like a gift card or send me money sometime or buy me a drink I don't care that's funny <laughs> when you're right out of college you're like I've got a year and then in a year I'll have more money to buy them a proper gift yeah no, no it doesn't I happen. just forgot <laughs> like a now, now that is being a douchebag. Like I will admit, that is being a total douchebag. Like going to the wedding and not bringing a present. Yeah. <laughs> so. But if your parents are invited too. Oh, sign sometimes. that card. Hell yeah. yeah. Sign that card. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. She's like, oh, I already put your name on it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Like, Best. God, I love you. Have you guys noticed when? Um, so like. As you're trying to start your hustle and trying to do all these different things, um, obviously weddings are pain in the ass for anyone, right? But I remember last year, it was there were so many weddings in so many consecutive weekends mm -hmm. that it had been like I don't know we were working on the weekends for a while, yeah. and then it had been like four or five months that it was just like nope, can't do anything on any weekends for the next. Because between holidays and yeah. maybe like having to go home for something or like yeah. it was just kind of crazy and um, I'm just kind of curious like is that something that's unique to a family that's as large as mine or is that something that like oh I mean everyone in July this year I have a wedding on July 11th and a wedding on July 18th 
That's ha- and July Fourth is it's the holiday only, weekend before that. Oh so yeah, it only <laughs> July gets shot. worse as, <laughs> as we get older. Like there are just more, you know, weddings and and this is another one of my things. I just think weddings have gotten out of control, and like you know, everyone is like so intent on it being like their special day, and you know, but I think it's, it's like, always been out of control. But it's like you're taking. You're taking someone's weekend, essentially, you know, which sounds silly, <laughs> but, it, you know, like, it, it's not. It's time. It's still time. And, like, I don't know. I just think, like... Oh, poor you. Someone's getting married to the love of their life, and they thought to include if you If it was a business meeting, day. think of how many hours would be spent on that. That's kind of how I look at it, though. I'm like, do you know how much, like... This is years of people's, of, well, of life. Like, in, we could have accomplished, <laughs> you know... I don't know. I just think I just think the amount of money spent on weddings is a little out of control, and like, just the go big or go home. Just the you know why why do we have to have like four hundred people at a wedding? I just think that's like if you're Indian, it's because it's part of your blood. Oh yeah, you it's have like to. thousands of people, right? I have a cousin who I didn't go to this wedding. It was in India last year, and the groom's side alone, the guest list was two thousand. What? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, my um. My cousin's boyfriend is Indian and was at a wedding. Maybe it was the same one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I met someone whose boyfriend was at the same New Orleans wedding that I was at. Like, just randomly. (laughs) That is a crazy story. What what crazy? It's just like people are small ass world. I feel like Chicago, you're always running into someone who knows someone. And it's just so, you know, like, that's always happening. Yeah. I was for just sitting at better work. Better or for worse. Yeah, I was just sitting at work and they were like, oh, my boyfriend was in New Orleans at this wedding. And it was my brother's wedding. I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. That is really crazy. I have one more thing and then we got to wrap up so you cool. can make your dinner reservation with your cousins. Yeah. Who like each other enough that they will talk to each other without you. <laughs> yeah. And who you said yes to hang out with. <laughs> I did. I love hanging out with my cousins. Um, They're great people. With. Hear that? <laughs> They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> with, they don't have ears? Is that what you're saying? What? Oh, okay. They don't have ears? <laughs> <laughs> no. They were born without them. Do you feel bad now? A little. <laughs> 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 it's a Wiedner trait. It's genetic. Um, with going on first dates, one of the things I've noticed I struggle with is, so like the stuff that we do for ID11 is pretty interesting to most people. And I have found, actually, you know, on a lot of first dates I go on, I, like, accidentally turn it into, like, this, like, professional, like, networking thing instead of it being, like, a casual date because I start telling them everything that we do and they want to hear more and at the end I feel like I should be getting their business card instead of kissing them, you know? Yeah, I understand that completely. You you guys get the same Is this because you were going on the escort dates? Thanks for the business card. Well played. Well played. Oh Sorry, it's too good. It's so straight faced. It's too bad this isn't a vlog, so everyone can see it. Yeah. I'll let you answer first. Um. Yeah. That have I. I do that too often. So what I what I'll try to do because I got into that routine too much is that um because oh. Guys would always be like, well, maybe, uh, you know, our business could use your social media services. And I'm like, great. (laughs) It's not weird, you know. So I just kind of would start um, talking more about, like, 
my writing or my comedy side so that like I on your first date you talk about how you have a blog about your dating trials <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> you know my, it's actually pretty might as well just just tell them yeah. you know and I know you know and now that it's retired that's a little bit yeah. you know easier to so they know they're not going to be written about but um just to you know just to like steer the conversation in a different direction because um I also don't I don't like talking about work when I am not at work so that's also like a real big like problem of mine that I probably need to work on that I don't like talking about work at all like unless I'm so you're pumped this podcast had very little to do with (laughs) why do you think I chose the topic (laughs) (laughs) former dating blogger are you surprised (laughs) yeah so I don't know that's I just I just try and like not go not talk about work as much as possible just be like yeah I have this small marketing company we do social media but I you know what I really like but is what comedy. do you do <laughs> yeah what I really like is comedy and then we that usually goes off on a tangent they're scared yeah. by the fact I do stand-up comedy that's usually what happens guys are they're more scared, scared by that guys are more scared by stand-up comedy than they are by the dating blog for sure really they're like I would love to be written about I'm like well it's not gonna happen so and they're like well can you talk about I'd be, I'd be pretty impressed like, if no. I met someone who did stand-up comedy because it would show me that they're an outgoing person who's yeah. pretty comfortable with themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's like that's a huge one on type, actually. What is someone who's comfortable with themselves? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Probably that's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's huge. Which is why I'm focused on myself right now. <laughs> Go, Martin. <laughs> what about you? Well, I think just going back to so like, I've seen kind of you interacting with people, and um, one of the ways that you get away from work and go back to it is to like do an Obama impression or something like that which takes it back into the lighthearted realm so just I you do have good mechanisms that I you see me on are you saying like in on the, on the four setting? person date that I was part of oh did you do what's it called oh. <laughs> what's, that, what's that one called that wasn't a date oh no groupers yeah. oh I have a great grouper story that so I'll save I. for after okay. uh, the podcast but <laughs> okay. I'll send you the blog that, post on mine that wasn't a date though that no, was whatever it was but no, but, Actually, okay, I get it. Yeah, so like that kind of a situation, I would say, is, is good. Um, personally, I I don't know. I've always kind of just been the person that sits and listens. So, uh, so I'm, he's the emotional, or he's the soundboard. Yeah, oh. so I'm more of the soundboard, and then they That's just That's why like, you've had so many bad dates. Yeah, because they just complain about life for an hour, oh, and then I'm like, okay... What a great first date. Have, have a I'm good just one. Pitch. <laughs> and then, or, or like the worst one I ever had was when I was like, all right, we're not... There's... We were sitting there. First of all, it got, it got turned into a brunch date, and we were having pancakes. Which is the worst. The worst. And I was like, oh. Brunch so you, dates? Oh, yeah. Worst. So I was like, oh, so you... Uh, she's like, oh, I saw uh, him and... She and him at Millennium Park recently. I was like, oh, so you like uh, Zoe Deschanel? Do you like the show New Girl? Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Well, they're all funny. What's your favorite episode? Oh, they're all really good. And that was the whole... Like, every question was answered with, like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh-huh. But, like... But, like, not kind of, like, shutting down, just more like, I have nothing to say. And those yeah. are the ones that are the most painful for me. And so, I don't know. I When it comes to transitioning away from work stuff, um, I also don't really like to talk about work outside of work. And when I do, I tend to complain. So I try not to on dates. Yeah. And I'll just either talk about, um, I don't know, art or random stories or just try to tell stories yeah. more than anything. Um but I also have one question for you guys. Uh, if wait, this... wait, can I just take oh, a quick yes, time out? Absolutely. When you said she and him, I was like, she and who? Who's... <laughs> I 
I had no idea what <laughs> you were talking Zoe Deschanel about. has a band called She and Him. <laughs> I, I figured that oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, what's well, great? I thought it was a movie with Zoe Deschanel in it that was being screened <laughs> at Millennium Park. Okay, so I was one step ahead of you. Okay. And, and, and none of my stories make sense to anyone, so it makes for very interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, what's funny, as you were telling that story, one of these... One of these hinge, one of these hinge floozies <laughs> texted me, and I looked at it, and, and I was like, eh. in the big Sean voice, I was like, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, As you were. Oh, I just, I really want to, because we talked a lot about the relationship side of the side hustle and dating and all that good stuff, but like, it sounds like from this conversation that we are just like none of us are prepared to do anything (laughs) fuck you dating yeah i'm working right now and like that's that is kind of true (laughs) but at the the same time there are a lot of things that we put on hold for work for our friends and for dating and so i'm just maybe like one thing that you guys do that is you know putting your dating life your friend life above work well, like, just even tonight, like, I, I really should be going home and working on something that's due tomorrow morning, <clears throat> a proposal, but um, I'm meeting my cousins instead, who I don't see very often. Uh, well, one of my cousins I do, but the other one, she lives in the suburbs, so we don't, the three of us don't get together that often, we're meeting up for dinner at eight, we've had these reservations for a while, and it, like, took every ounce of my being not to cancel on them, and I'm like, I'm just going to get up at 5 a.m., crank it out, it'll take me two hours, send it in by seven, and it'll be done, you know, like that's those things where you're like it's you know I I mean like I almost canceled on you guys today for the same thing you know and I really debated like going back and forth and like what what do I need to do here and those debates happen every day and probably you guys can relate to that too but that's like even if you you know if you do wake up at five it's like that's a very focused two hours of work whereas tonight it might stretch out to like four and a half because like you're drinking a glass of wine and TV's on in the background while you're totally yeah totally if you get up at five you're cranking that shit out (laughs) you're getting done so yeah that's I mean I feel like it's just it's like those those weekly decisions just happen you know and sometimes daily but you just kind of like figure it out in the moment like I'm always questioning what is the best way to live my life and what is most important right now and like that is always drive the driving force for every decision I make, which is a lot of pressure sometimes because then I'm like, there's no fucking right answer here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, you know, it's all good. But and so I have to like take myself down a few notches. But I'm always trying to figure out the best way to live my life. Like what is what is the best way to live it? Yeah. And tonight it was coming here to do this podcast and then going straight to dinner with my cousins, you know, and yeah. waiting doing that proposal in the morning. So for know, me, it's well, I mean social life is one of my four st- stovetops right. so it's already factored into like what I want and as you know I try to just create or find things where like multiple people can go to so like I have this dinner cl- I think you might be part of it now maybe not I'll add you do it Okay. but I have this dinner club where like roughly once a month I'm not a part of it I just get people together <laughs> I say here's a restaurant I want to try oh cool first thing, seven people to reply you're in that's awesome. And that's a cool way for me to see, you know, like at this point, it's like a core group of four people who I know are going to be at every one. And it's like, I know at the very least I'm going to see those people once a month. Yeah. And if it's not the dinner club thing, it's like Cloud Nine is, who their rapper was on one of our shows too. Cloud Nine's playing a show at Reggie's Rock Club tomorrow night. And I'm just like, I'm going to that. And I know I'm going to that. And if people want to come with, they can come with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it just like finding like what's what's the common or like my show right when I played at the Abbey 
like that was four or five very distinct groups of people yeah. who I know who all were in the same place at one time and, so and started cool. to meet each other too which like for me is the best because right. I think we always have this worry of like oh is so and so going to get along with so and so finally met his parents <laughs> Woo! Big step for you guys. No <laughs> but, and that's kind of like the dream team. Then, when you're like, almost when you're like excited for like different yeah. friends to meet each other, yeah. like I know you two would just right. love each other, you know? And like, like the, that's so. The cool. two main things that I've found, like I've found in bringing people together is the dinner club. Food is a common thing everyone loves, yep. or music. Yep. <laughs> everyone, you know. <laughs> um, so I mean that's what it is on the friend side <laughs> he hates food it's like a utilitarian function yeah. yeah. I only eat leaves I have, four, I have four pieces of chicken that's in my fridge that's all I have <laughs> you um, do hate food <laughs> that's what it is on the friend side but then on the dating side obviously like as we've talked about it's not something that I'm prioritizing but at the same time um, Martin Bob told you recently is like I very much feel like, you know, I subscribe to this mindset of, like, law of attraction and, like, universe unfolds as it should, that whole stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I really feel like someone is going to enter my life very soon, just based on how much positivity I've had in my own life recently. Cool. And, you know, if it doesn't happen... number is. (laughs) (laughs) And if it doesn't happen, fine, whatever. But I just kind of feel like doing what I'm doing and being at the things I'm at and meeting the people I'm meeting like someone's gonna enter my life that's yeah. gonna be pretty cool that's awesome yeah uh, things are crashing down all around me so <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking forward to when I only have a couple things to focus on and when I have a couple things to focus on then I can start thinking outside that, that uh, oh, right. so right now it's more about closing a few doors so the next one's gonna about the time The first time I set eyes on you Some other chance to bring To feel again Before we wrap up Yes Let's do our once around the actual show question that we answered Before that Landis Yeah What Tell you know. Tell us about what you have, what you're working on, and where our listeners can find you. Okay. Well, um, you can find uh, my company's website. Find me in St. Louis, <laughs> rolling on dubs. <laughs> God, that would have been so baller if I had done that. Damn it. Um, so uh, my company's website is nindis.com. N-I-N-D-I-S. Um, I think I'm funny on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, it's also my new blog name, which is Billy Topanga. Which is... There's a backstory behind this, isn't there? Yeah. Do you want me to tell it? Yeah. Okay, so when um, I was 20, I was um, diagnosed with a benign brain tumor. Really? Yeah. And um, it really sucked for a while. Um, and I had to drop out of school for like a semester. And um, yeah, it was awful. But... I, at that time, like, made really, really close friends at college, and they were fucking awesome through all of it, and um, they named my brain tumor Billy Topanga. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And they would, like... Based on Boy Meets World and something else? So, yeah, so they decided, this was the logic, they decided that um, it had to be both male and female, so it had to have boy's name 
Billy. Oh, it had to have initials BT. So, and be male and female. Oh. So, Billy for the boy <laughs> part, and then Topanga. And this was my friend Natalie. She said, everyone hates Topanga. So, uh. <laughs> which I always kind of liked her. Nothing against you, Danielle Fisher, if you're listening. I was always a fan of her. Uh, right, uh, yeah. Super nice. As was every young boy. Right. No, I was more into... Um, Angela? Penny? Oh, Redhead? No. Uh. Wonder Years. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Dude, stick to the same show. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah. So that's so then I named my blog after my brain tumor, which is totally normal. Um, so yeah. So what do you blog about on Billy Topanga? Uh, well, I'm kind of just getting the ball rolling because I closed the Chloe Klein chapter in February and then started Billy Topanga. So it's just more of like my general musings um, about funny shit. I don't know. Like the last one I wrote was it's called um, "Being the Clydesdale" and it's about like it just. Um, being okay being kind of like what we were talking about being okay with who you are and like especially as a woman like at a certain body type and stuff and being okay with that and like it's just but it's all written funny it's not it's supposed to make you laugh so um so yeah and then we've got um our our, uh, production company Level Productions has a comedy pool party coming up sponsored by the Tata Top which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that Ta-ta-ta. Yeah. It's um, these these two women um, who are partners designed this bikini top that looks like a bare breast. Okay. And, um, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the whole thing is to promote. It's like behind like the free the nipple movement. Sure. And like it's to promote the fact that like why can't women go topless on a beach if men can. And um, So we're going to have a comedy pool party. I think it's July 19th or 20th, I believe. So... Um, so it's going to be comedy, ta-ta-tops, pool, beer. It should be a good time. Nice. So just you get some business cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You will clean up, Rob. Clean up. So, yeah, that's that's a lot. But that's Okay, good. well. And by awesome. the way, I'm totally fine. I, I know I just dropped a bomb and said I have a brain tumor. I'm totally cool. Everything's fine. I'm, I'm good. It's yours to that? No, I still have it, um, but it's like kind of will always be benign hopefully and um it's like more risk to remove it than it is to so um she's okay yes i'm good it (laughs) usually scares people (laughs) um okay so now to actually wrap up yes let's go around martin you can take lead what is your answer to what's our question (laughs) how do you deal or how do you balance relationships with your passion or your hustle uh you need to start from being comfortable with yourself if you're not comfortable with yourself the relationship's going to be starting from a bad place so start there and uh get your ducks in a row first mm-hmm. my answer is very similar uh i think it's about understanding if there are voids in your life you need to find out how you fulfill them before you seek out someone else to fulfill them um a quote-unquote mate should not be someone who completes you. It should be someone who compliments you. And that's how I think if you have, you know, a project you're passionate about, if you have a side hustle, a business, whatever, you have to understand like that the other person walking in, A, they're not completing you, and B, you're not completing them. One plus one should be more than one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
keep snorting. Um, yeah, I, I totally like second those things. And I, I like, I kind of think of it as you've got to, it's about the person that you find. And I, I know we usually use the term partner for homosexual relationships, but I feel like partner is such a good term for a heterosexual relationship as well because it is a partnership you know and I always view it as like two people walking in a line together and they're walking side by side like both both kind of taking care of each other but also doing their own thing and they both both got their own paths but they're like you know they're together on it and I think it's really about finding a person that is also on their own path and wants to be on their own path but wants to you know support you and be supported as well Landis Wiedner, <laughs> Chloe Klein, <laughs> oh, Billy Topanga. Yeah. Any other pseudonyms? <laughs> uh, not Girl, that, not that wouldn't get her in trouble. Gail, who needs to get to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Put the business card away. Put the business card away. <laughs> <laughs> Slash sexual tension. We're way too young. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. This is awesome. This is a lot of fun. That wrapped up our conversation with the one and only Landis Wiedner, a.k.a. Chloe Klein, a.k.a. Billy Topanga. Landis, thank you for joining us. That was a lot of fun talking through some of those things. If you enjoyed this episode as a listener, could you do us a favor and leave us a rating and review on iTunes? It helps more people find the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, and therefore more people can discover their inner awesome. Real quick, let's run through the show credits. This episode contained the song Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. It contained a clip from the Seinfeld episode The New Yorker. And this song you're listening to right now is Chris Leamy's Summertime, available now on iTunes. That does it for this episode of the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. For Landis Wiedner and Martin McGovern, I am Rajiv Nathan. So long. Until next time, we'll see ya. Just the same time. Just the same time. Just the same time.